0: Welcome to the Modern CPA Success Show, where we're 100% focused on helping accounting firms achieve success. If you're an accounting firm owner who wants to learn how to provide virtual CFO services, then this
1: podcast is for you. Everybody and welcome to today's episode. I am really excited about this one. Um, to start off, we had one of the best pre-recording conversations we've had yet, so I'm hoping we're going to get that that same dynamic in this podcast. I think it'll be really good. Frank has a lot to share, so we are joined by Frank Cottle, who is the founder and CEO of the Alliance Virtual Offices. Um, he has a lot of uh, information for our listeners about what the what the new normal is going to look like. But before we kind of go down that that path, Frank, why don't you give us a little bit of your background and a little bit about the Alliance? virtual office group
0: well i think this is on video and so it's evident that, that i'm not the youngest guy in the party um uh, we've been in the flexible workspace industry um focused on virtual officing and technology combining people place and technology together um into a single bundled highly flexible product um uh, since 1979. Uh, That's when we started the predecessor company. Uh, And uh, during that period, we built buildings all over the US, uh, uh, done joint ventures with the likes of AT&T and Bell Labs, GTE, uh, uh, IBM. Uh, We represent the Largest tenant in the country, uh, the US federal government. Uh, Every Fortune 1000 company, just about, we've dealt with. And we have offices today in uh, 54 countries uh, from 1,300 locations. So we've seen over our 40 year migration in the flexible workplace sector a lot of change. Uh, And change is good uh you know change is good uh so uh, we we are looking forward to what we're going to see both from a, a management human resources
1: perspective
0: as well as from a technology perspective
1: Great. So, and we definitely found an expert in in this area. It sounds like. So, I'm glad glad to have you. And I think uh, you know just just to start it off, I know um, from our clients and a lot of the other accounting firms we work with, a lot of companies are are seeing us getting closer to the end of this pandemic. And and the question we're getting is. What what do we do now? Obviously, their work environment has changed over the last year, and um, everything has been flexible. And so, a lot of the clients are coming to us saying, "Okay, what what's the next steps? What do we do in the future?" So, kind of would love your insight on on what a lot of, you see a lot of companies doing now, and some of the tips of what the um, the future is going to look like in terms of um, what these companies can be doing. Well,
0: uh, first, um, this is one in a series of pandemics. We, 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 every six or seven years we have something that's very disruptive whether it's a a, a medical uh, issue like we're, we're having right now which we've had again about every 10 years we have one of these somewhere this is just the first time we've paid this type of attention to it um uh, so um this is not new to business nor is it new to life or humanity um i think that's important to recognize also we we go through different political and economic shifts on a regular basis so planning for the future isn't oh i gotta get back to pre-pandemic planning for the future is exactly that it's planning for the future and most companies today would say that the one word that is been added to their lexicon and is repeated most often actually this the, the second of the most common things uh is on zoom and it's you're on mute uh, <laughs> right <laughs> uh, but aside from that the the one word that every major uh employer every major business or governmental entity is using right now is agility and they started using that in 1718 uh, as well, um, uh, 17, 18, 19. Uh, they were all using the word, but they weren't taking action with it. And that's the big difference uh, I, I see right now. Everybody needed a flexible workplace plan in 2019. They couldn't hire talent if they didn't have one. Okay, so everybody needed a plan. So everybody had something on the drawing board. Um, And then this particular pandemic hit and uh, government for the first time uh, exercised and made uh, a a lot of power and a lot of uh, uh, regulatory authority to basically force business to comply uh, with and all of us to comply with with a lot of new regulations uh, uh, almost overnight, that is what is going to go away. And once government has stopped enforcing regulatory authority to the same degree, uh, which once they get it naturally, they like it, so they'll 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 keep playing with it uh, in the future. but Once they do that, then it will become the company's responsibility to think on their own of how they're going to change. And in order for the companies to succeed, they'll have to think of their workforce. And I I use the term workforce rather than employees, because if if you looked at any corporate annual report from three or four years ago, uh, I'll use Cisco as a good example good growth company Uh, five years ago, they would have said uh, uh, in their annual report, oh, we had uh, X revenue and Y profits and we had uh, 300,000 employees worldwide. Uh, About 2018, 2019, that shifted to we have a certain amount of revenues and profits and we have a workforce of 300,000 and that workforce already 15 to 20% of them were remote working. And IDC would define remote working as working away from your primary office, we'll say, uh, two or more days a week on a permanent basis. IDC estimated in late 2018 that by 2020, and this is all pre-pandemic, of course, their estimation, we would have 1.8 billion remote workers worldwide already so the shifts that we're seeing really were already in play It's just instead of a plan on the drawing board the ceos of these companies got kicked in the rear and right went right through the door and and, and said okay we, we're doing this and we're doing this tomorrow um and uh, your your comment about giving back a business the world doesn't move backwards if if you've ever stood in a river have you ever seen the water move backwards (laughs) no (laughs) flow in a certain direction they only flow forward and you better figure out how to navigate that water uh, how to deal with that flow which we know it does ebb from time to time and it it also floods from time to time and, and, and that's really what your challenges are going to be. Uh, and uh, that's that's the fun of business. That's the fun of life, uh, really, uh, is, is to figure out what's next and to be prepared for it. On the one hand, to take advantage of it without being explo- uh, exploitative. Uh, on the other, and to share your knowledge with others. That's That's human progress, we hope.
2: Yeah, I think the 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 concept there is, like you said, remote and having this hybrid model where people are wanting to work at home two days a week or work away from the office two days a week. Whereas we were always trying to make a distinction with our team, though we're distributed, meaning you never go to the office. There is no office, you know, and and you see a lot of these corporate giants. I know. Like IBM, you know, they they talked about how they have seventy million square feet of office space, and the CEO was talking about how they couldn't really ever envision a model where people were distributed. You know, you need the people part of it, and so they they're expecting to do kind of like what you're talking about this hybrid model. One thing that we found to be a little bit of a challenge, and I'd like to hear kind of your thoughts on this, was um, I was never effective. I was anti-work from home um i was anti-work from home because my experience was working on my kitchen table um moving it every night trying to you know like it was just miserable for me i had great internet um but the setup sucked once i was forced to start working at home because we were doing office remodel i was able to nest is kind of what i say and what i kind of call you know where i have my space i have all my monitors then I hated going into the office, because my setup at home was better than the office. And that allowed me to switch. So in this hybrid world, I mean, obviously, maybe it'll allow like bigger companies to rent a floor instead of the whole building. So that'll save them money, you know, if people aren't truly nesting. But I wonder, you know, from your perspective, um, and I know you, you live in this environment where people can rent space, how does that work for being effective. And maybe it's just me wanting to spread out and be um, messy. But how does that work? That, that concept of well, the well, doing two, that two, There are two failure points with your working for your kitchen
0: table. Um, one, uh, it wasn't efficient for you. And second, uh, in all likelihood, the quality of your wife's cooking or your home cooking went down. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I, 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 I think that Households aren't necessarily pre-designed, the majority of them, as workplaces. Um, And people, if they're lucky, have a spare bedroom that they've converted into an office uh, uh, overall. Uh, And um, very few people have the luxury of having an office or a library pre-built into their home uh, particularly as you go up and down the food chain, you mentioned IBM. Well, IBM has a whole variety of workers, many of which are based in cube farms and aren't paid at the top of the tech executive scale. Um, they have small apartments possibly, or, or very, very small homes that just don't have the space for working from home. So they, they haven't been able to nest yet. Um, uh, they've still been stuck, uh, you know, uh, at the kitchen table, so to speak. And that's not going to last. One of the things I'd like you to think about when we talk about agility, and we've been been thinking this way for the last five or six years, is that there are no space occupiers anymore. Everybody is a traveler. Okay. And even use your pre-pandemic experience and say, well, sometimes you worked from home, sometimes you worked from a Starbucks, sometimes you worked, um, you know, on the road from a hotel, sometimes you worked in your office. Okay, everybody, for since the advent of the and the common use of the laptop, has become a traveler certainly in the management uh, sales management marketing executive levels etc uh overall and the technology we use today allows everyone i know we moved three call centers remotely uh in early february um and that's about as cube as you can be oriented uh uh overall and we had no problems um, uh, we actually uh, sent uh, a representative of the company out to each person's home to set them up. We didn't say, "Here's here's a computer. Good luck. I hope you've got good Wi-Fi." We we went out and said, "Okay, this is what you need. Okay, this is what you got. Okay, we'll get you one of these. We'll get you one of those." We actually did a installation uh, at everybody's home, suitable for them. And what we have found is that about half the people do not want to come back. They, they they say, no, this is working so well, I'm just a happy camper. Uh, the other half of the people um, are really the the, the people that uh, maybe they're a little bit more gregarious, maybe their job requires a little more personal interaction. Um, they want to come back, but not full-time. Uh, and we're seeing this all over. We, we interface with a wide variety of governments uh, at Fortune 1000 companies uh, right down to solopreneurs. So we have a a big bandwidth of input on this issue and it's really going to come down to a very simple thing. Um, A company, unless they have a, a suitable, flexible work plan and unless they have an agile attitude with all positions will not be
2: able to hire in the future that simple nobody will work for them so for the people that so for the people that are not um you know that don't necessarily want to do it at home i mean that's obviously been your your virtual office Mm -hmm. you know concept where i can just rent a space because we even have team members that you know their spouse is staying at home with kids and you know even if they have a home office it doesn't matter if if a child sitting outside your door just kind of like banging on the door all day long (laughs) you know what i mean so they want to they kind of need to have like a healthy break too and so they'll rent space at different places Mm -hmm. um but from my experience at least anyways they've been really you know in the cities there's a lot of that you know because like you said there's a lot of apartments people don't have the space so it's it was really born out of necessity but now as we're starting to see people possibly move away from cities a little bit you know, what are really the options for, or, or what do you see kind of future business model for you moving forward as these folks start to spread out? And again, maybe they have the space at home now, so it's not the same thing as a small apartment, but they don't want to work from home. Like what options well, do they have?
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's pretty common. I think the the hybrid model that is developing now, and we see it in, in large and uh, large companies and, and government is the you know work from home a couple days a week work near home wherever that happens to be a couple of days a week but in a professional work environment uh, and then come into the office when it's necessary um, and as i was mentioning when we were speaking earlier the role of the office is going to be repurposed it's going to be uh, a place for meeting a place for learning uh, a, 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 a place for de- certain levels of decision making, uh, but it's not going to necessarily be a place for production working anymore. Um, and technology allows us to work from home uh, on certain time types of projects and days. Um, maybe when, when those kids aren't banging on the door. Um, but they work near home uh structure with business and co-working centers that we've seen a tremendous emergence of over the last four or five years they've always been popular um, but uh, we've just seen an explosion in that market um is going to uh, be uh, uh, really where that that migration goes and and, and we've been seeing it before uh primarily in the more crowded central business district markets as you mentioned but now we're seeing it in every suburban village in the world uh there's now a a local place to work it's convenient and these places are available by the hour by the day by the week by the month and they've got great communities um, it, you know you, you go to the office to see your friends or well, you can go to the co-working facility and see your friends, too, they might work for a different company, they might be a different profession. is isn't that growth isn't that good for you to to meet new people doing new things and and, uh, stuff overall. Um, That's uh, very, very beneficial. Um, So it's really an expansive move that's going on right now, not a, a retraction into, you know, the kitchen table.
2: So you see it popping up in like little commercial spaces, you know, because oh, commercial real estate. Some of that everywhere. retail is going away anyway. Yeah, we're so. seeing converted train stations, churches, bank
0: buildings, all sorts of projects that are going on right now. I uh, uh, just looked at a project in Atlanta earlier this morning, kind of saying that Nassau goes to co-working because they have big, complete video walls for presentations and stuff uh, things that most corporates didn't even have um, and you can use uh guest passes um there's a nice company uh several nice companies that we know that that have just a guest pass you buy a pass the same way you might buy an airline lounge card and this says oh i, I have 50 hours a day week month whatever um uh within this city of these 50 locations if i want or within this network of facilities on a global basis so that when you travel you also have officing available to you very conveniently um because i mean think of the airline lounge thing for a second why do people get on planes in the first place uh it's to go meet uh with others so when they get somewhere they actually need that lounge outside of the airport much more than they need the airport lounge uh, so right. all of it is coming in and again everybody is a traveler now
1: yeah I, th- I think the um you know you talked about like expanding your network a little bit and i think that's the one thing that advice i give when i interview for our, our work from home or our distributed model is that you will see your network it. because i know when i worked in big business like that was my network was the people I worked with like my my coworkers, are the people I hung out with and you know when we worked late we had dinner together and that was the people I hung out with I really didn't have much of a network outside of that and now that I work from home my network is really expanded you know there's things I volunteer with I I play basketball mm-hmm. with a group of guys there's things that I have time for now that I don't have the commute and that I've intentionally said I'm gonna go crazy if I sit in this office all day every day and don't see people That that's not the lifestyle I want so I've, I've intentionally went out there and found okay I'm gonna do these things in the morning with people outside of that work network and so I think that's mm-hmm. one thing that has really mm-hmm. um helped and that's always advice I give in an interview is like if you find yourself spending every hour of the day in your in your office you're going to go a little crazy <laughs> so
0: no you you really do um the um and it and it's I mean it's good for everybody to get out and, and about a little bit uh, you know, that's something that we just want to see more and more of. And, and most companies do, too. You can, you can be inside of a, a single environment and get pretty stale. Mm-hmm. So the, the way you interact in a business or a co-working center is actually a growth structure for most people individually, uh, and, and it's very very productive work environment as well.
1: Can you, um, you talked about a little bit, um, but I think the important thing you said here, and I think this is really important to our um, listeners, is as they're, as they're advising their clients who are thinking about going down the road, you kind of said it's important to understand your workforce. Can you go into that a little bit more and kind of talk about how you would, again, obviously people know their employees, but we're not just talking about their employees. We're talking about the people they're trying to hire. How you would go about doing that evaluation and figuring what is the best model for you?
0: Well, I, I think first, pretty- Um I'll I'll, again I'll use all the company as an as an illustration. When someone comes to work for us, uh we tell them right up in the first interview, the one thing that we will fire them for, absolutely positively, no question about it, is if they are unable to make their own decisions. So we don't want a workforce that has to Go running down the hall to get permission to get a requisition we want people to think and I believe that this change of independence and agility is going to spawn an entirely new management structure that is focused on individual decision making in order to get jobs done, as opposed to. Uh, the old model of a manager looking over your shoulder in uh, in the cube farm. Um, that is done. That is just done. Uh, so uh, I want us to, to, to really think about decision making and how management does it, how we uh, force our employees to do it. And that's a huge part of what we should be looking at as we build a workforce in the future uh, overall.
1: No, yeah, I think that's a that's a great point, and I really appreciate the the way you answered that because I think that is key. And I love the way you uh, approach that interview up front and say, you know, this is this is the one thing. And I think that's 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 probably very helpful for you. So um, cool. we, have about, we have about five minutes um, left, so I want to make sure we get some get some final thoughts from from both you guys here. So um, definitely appreciate um, all all your time on the show. But um, I would love for you to kind of give any final thoughts you have, Frank, and then I'll throw it over to you, Adam, as well. Well, Adam, I'm going to put it over to you. Ed.
0: Ask ask me a hard question. I'm I'm not going to volunteer anything.
2: Well, I don't think there is a hard question you can't answer. I mean, you've got a lot of experience in the virtual space. Like I said, I was what what I'm most curious about is is when folks do go back. Like I said, how do you solve for the people that are in more of the rural areas? You know, that's that's the big thing. Is because even for us we have a tendency whenever people work from home it's like oh yeah i got great internet and i have this and i have that and what they mean is they can surf the web they can't <laughs> they can't really do work you know what i mean it's yeah. like their their internet's not that strong or their kids gaming on an xbox somewhere and it's like it kills their bandwidth so i mean we have that problem and then the other problem is kind of like from a security standpoint, like what are you doing and what are these virtual office spaces? So kind of two things. Like one, how do you service the the rural community? And and you said that you think those are just gonna pop up with like instead of gigantic huge buildings, maybe just pop shop, pop up shops. Oh yeah. Yeah, they already have. They already are. So, so those are, so maybe that, maybe that question's already answered, but then like from a security standpoint, because for us working from home and I know working for a lot of large corporations, like an IBM, my, my -hmm. wife was never allowed to even remotely work from home because Mm -hmm. they had way, you know, they had their intranet and they had all this other stuff. So how are spaces like yours solving the, the internet security problem?
0: Um, oh that's that's a good question and and uh, the fact that um governments use spaces like ours and every tech company in the world uses spaces like ours immediately says oh, we've probably figured that out so the co-working business center and virtual office in the world uh, facility and this is something you always have to validate with each facility because there's good bad and ugly of everything uh, but a properly uh, designed and structured facility should have a highly uh, uh managed network services system built into it with all of the appropriate uh firewalls and all of the bandwidth necessary to service everyone within the building uh and you know i'm sitting in a, uh, my home office right now and heck i've got a full gig of fiber in my office just and i'm the only one here Uh, you know so you know i'm kind of a freak for bandwidth um uh, and uh, and bandwidth is pretty cheap it's much cheaper by the way at the residential level than at the business level i can get a gig of fiber in here for i don't know what we pay but it's not expensive um uh but if i want a gig of fiber into an office building it's going to cost me like a thousand bucks a month okay so uh getting getting bandwidth into a variety of different structures uh has a, a whole bunch of different costs. so a company may decide it's better to build a uh, well-managed network on a remote basis and pump the, the fiber or pump the, the bandwidth into people's residences um than have them even be in the, the main office you know, in the future um, But all business centers, co-working centers, et cetera, anybody that has any operating experience with that, they all have fully managed network systems built within them. Uh, Same with access. I mean, you talk about security. There's a lot of types of security. One is just access. So very sophisticated access systems in and out from sort of a members-only process there uh same with even accessing uh, conference and meeting rooms and stuff that's all a, a privileged access structure that most facilities have and, and there are uh very sophisticated systems
2: that manage all of that in
0: public environments
2: these days is there something specific that i should ask the co-working space especially whenever they get into those small pop-up shops doing... I, I think it, yeah if if
0: if you have a specific uh security issue let's assume assume you're a primary contractor to the uh, department of defense for the u.s federal government well you have real specific rules on what you can and can't do and you're going to need to know that that center can put in a dedicated firewall or a dedicated access point for you specifically and again Most of these things are in common systems with good firewalls and and good structures. But you can always have a dedicated structure as well in in, in almost all of them. And that is very common uh, now uh, because of the special requirements. Um, And uh, again, access points and and security, building security, all these things are important to uh, everyone these days. Uh, And that's better if, if you look at anything you say well why are restaurants popular well you know they can aggregate food services and cooking services and provide a better meal okay why do we aggregate technology um same thing so in a good center remember i said initially peop- we combine people place and technology into a single bundled service agreement that's highly flexible so if you have those three things and so the people i'm talking about are service clerical secretarial administrative support receptionists, etc um all of the operating infrastructure people you need with a good place that's well located and well managed and has the technology to support your business you can do anything
2: yeah great yeah, definitely
0: particularly if it's flexible say hey i i only need one today i don't need 10 so why should i pay for 10 seven days a week uh, uh, 24 hours a day and that's a big right. thing from an accounting point of view uh, I'll, I'll end up now we're going to run short but let's assume adam that you and I uh, are each technologists. technologist. Uh, we each want us to <laughs> form a small company. And we're going to uh, Jamie, who's a venture capitalist. OK? And we each have a cool product and a cool business plan. And uh, I go to Jamie and I say, I need a million dollars. Jamie says to me, what are you going to do with that? And it's very simple, oh, I'm going to hire a receptionist. I'm going to buy some furniture uh, to start up. And so I've got to buy uh, some furniture, put in a bandwidth management system. Uh, I think I like a ping pong table, uh, blah, blah, blah. And when I'm done with all that, I'm going to hire some engineers. And we're going to build this amazing new product. So I exit my interview and you go into your interview, Adam. And Jamie asked the same question. And in doing so, you say, oh, uh, I'm going to move into a flexible workplace center and hire engineers. Who's going to get the money? Who has the better business model? Well, why are you moving into a flexible workplace center? Well, because I don't want any long-term leases because I don't know how quickly I'm going to expand. Uh, So I don't want to uh, tie myself up with a long-term lease. That's an accounting issue for you because I don't want that debt of the long-term lease on my balance sheet. Because I don't want to restrict my capacity to borrow. Um, All of these problems in business, not just as a place to work, but economic problems in business, are also solved by the virtual officeing
2: structure. Now it makes sense.
1: Uh, That was a a great final question and an even better answer. So I really appreciate the the details you went into. And I think that is very helpful for our listeners. So um, just real quick, um, we want to have more great guests like Frank on the show. So if you're interested in being a guest or if you have questions, you can always email us at CPA at summitcpa.net. Again, cpa, s-u-m-m-i-t, cpa.net. So we'd love to hear from you. Um, Frank, how can our listeners get hold of you? How can they access your uh, your business? I um, would love to make sure they, they know where to find uh, you.
0: No, thank you. That, that's easy. Um, 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 anybody that's interested in virtual officing uh, can go to alliancevirtualoffices.com. And anybody that's just interested in what's going on in the future of work and, and the workplace and all that. Can go to allwork.space. Allwork.space. Um, we reach over eight million people a month uh, with Allwork, uh, uh, so it, it's uh, a, a, a real good publication. It's free. Um, and there's no pay gates or anything, so it, it's just free for everybody. And we produce that too. Ah, uh, promote the future of work and and all of the myriad of ways that people are are, are looking into that future.
1: Awesome. Well, again, I um, great guest, appreciate you coming on, and Adam, um thanks for joining us as well.
2: Yeah, absolutely. thanks, Frank. My pleasure. Enjoy this
0: episode? Visit our website at summitcpa.net to get more tips and strategies for achieving modern CPA firm success.
2: We're here to be a resource in this ever-changing industry.